welcome to the F3 Gateway Podcast, where we talk to the hymns and the movers and shakers behind the greater F3 St. Louis Super Region. My name is Kyle Luters, better known as Brick in the early morning gloom, and I am joined here today by a frenemy of sorts. We call him Sam Feld, but many of you know him as Kramer. Kramer, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing well. Happy to be here, Brick. Happy to be able to spread the spread the word and spread the love of F3 to all those centers across the greater St. Louis area. Well, I do appreciate that. And Kramer, before we get started, you recently completed the David Goggins Challenge. My question to you is, have your knees recovered yet? No. Short answer, <laughs> no. Still not back to 100%, but it's not stopping me from posting. I want to keep on getting out there in the gloom and uh, sharing every bit of suffering alongside you men. And, and before we get to our featured guest of the day, by the way, total him of him, we actually really do need a fire extinguisher to put this man out. Not that we want to, but we might have to if, we, if it comes to that. Um, as an F3 St. Charles region, because that's where you and I call this our home region, kind of in this F3 St. Louis super region. Talk about what the expansion has been like out on our side of the river for some of the packs that are maybe haven't gotten out our way here recently. So recently we have been definitely diving pretty headlong and pushing pretty hard for a lot of expansion. As you guys are well aware, the mission of F3 is to plant, grow, and serve small men's workout groups for the invigoration of male community leadership. That means that we need to be planting new places for men to be able to be able to come out into the gloom together, suffer together, grow together, and become better men as a whole. So with that being our mission, we have already launched three, soon to be four new AOs on this side of the river up in Troy, another one over in the Newtown area. We are about to launch our next one in North O'Fallon. And uh, previously before that, we had launched another AO in the Lake St. Louis area. And we are finding new hymns who are attempting to just garner that much more acceleration and that much more growth for themselves and wanting to give back very much to this region that they have found this, this new sense of purpose and responsibility for. And they feel free to lead, to get out in front and help all the men that are still waiting to come out into the gloom and join us. So you bring up, a, you bring up a very good point there, Kramer. You and I have been around since F3 St. Charles was launched once upon a time called June of 2021. And I believe we started out at that point with four AOs. And by the time we get all this launching and hoopla and everything like that going on, and hoopla is a good word for it because we're excited about this stuff. We will be up to 10, 11, 12 AOs and counting. So tripling in size in the span of about nine months. Could you have imagined when we started this deal? That is greater than I had ever hoped it was going to be. I anticipate that by the time that we hit our anniversary, three, potentially four times the size of St. Charles uh, and four or five, potentially six times as many hymns that would regularly post out in the gloom with us. We started with what maybe 50, 60 packs who would consistently show up around the time that we launched as a region with those four or five AOs. And up to this point, we're hitting consistent, unique packs during the week of 
120 or so and only anticipate that growing as the weather starts to get warmer as it starts to get more light out and we able to feed into that much more growth for all the men out there who still need us. I, I there for sure. And uh, we'll get to some of those opportunities a little bit later on for um, EHs coming up, uh, as well as some of the additional plans that we have here in the region. But we would be remiss, Kramer, if we didn't bring in a third member on this podcast here today. He's one of the biggest reasons why we are here today. Uh, I want to introduce you. Uh, to the most recent F3 St. Charles Man on Fire Award recipient. Many people know him as Will Klein. I'm going to say that's his day name, but his <laughs> alter ego in the gloom is Nine Lives. Nine Lives, welcome to the program. Welcome to the F3 Gateway Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, first off, my friend, thank you very much for taking the time. Folks will not be able to see this because this is a podcast and it's <laughs> audio only, but our boy Nine Lives is repping some seriously awesome mud gear F3 swag on his on his 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 very rapidly developing chest and pectoral muscles. <laughs> uh, because Nine Lives, if you could go through here and we'll in our time together today, we want to talk about who EH'd you, how you got out to F3, what it has meant to you and where you kind of see things going forward. So let's do this chronologically because Kramer and I are not that bright. Okay. So why don't we start at the beginning? <laughs> All right. Who EH'd you and where was your first beatdown? All right. So my EH was by someone we affectionately call Cyclone. Cyclone. And I, I actually, when I heard his name, I thought it is because he has one of the loudest natural voices of any human I've ever met. <laughs> so I thought that's why he was named that. Um, you can hear him from quite a ways away, but, uh, he is my chiropractor and his name's Dr. Jim Ottemeyer. And, uh, he has spent years putting me back together, uh, mm -hmm. just cause I always try to do things that most people don't think I should try to do. And so he's been reassembling me for years and he, uh, he knew I had some pretty, uh, big goals this year. Um, after I've kind of brought myself back from, uh, from the grave, so to say, and uh, he's like, you should check this out. You should try this. I think this is right up your alley. I think this is your kind of thing. And so uh, he got me to come out. And actually, I had seen you all in at last stop, probably, you know, the summer before, because my office was just beyond the last stop, right behind the city hall building. Oh. And I came through in a golf cart, and I'd see guys with a bunch of uh, bricks. You know, obviously, now I affectionately hey. call them coupons, <laughs> but, you know. That's scary if there's a yeah. lot of people with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's so he uh, he convinced me. And then my first uh, my first location was December 30th. And it was at Braveheart there at the Liberty High School. And my first the first cue was a uh, gentleman named uh, uh, Cowbell. And it was all legs. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Your first oh, meeting was Cowbell's leg day. Yeah, it oh, was. Uh, I I felt every single muscle in my legs individually <laughs> oh, and as a whole my God. the next day. So, so and, and and Cyclone tried to assure me over and over again that this was one of the hardest beatdowns and that they wouldn't be quite this <laughs> challenging because I thought he was worried I wouldn't come back. So, but well, so, so in all fairness. Uh, that is one of the hardest beatdowns I think I've ever personally done. Uh, and, and, and for those of you that haven't made it across the river, gotten a chance to meet 
I'm sure there's cowbells in other regions, but our cowbell um, started out as a one of uh, Ralph, uh, a scribe, the guy behind MABA is up in our region. And he pinned an article during MABA this year about cowbell. And he started out as this, this, and if you've seen the article, he started as a very scrawny, very meek kind of a guy, went and saw an Avengers movie and decided right there in the theater that he wanted to look like Captain America. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, he does. Yeah. And his workouts are a big part of that. So, wow. And then, so to, to, to carry that on, just, a, just another thread, describe, because in F3 parlance, at the end of it, we have naming of the FNG or naming of the friendly new guy. How did you get the name Nine Lives? Well, so again, you know, when, when you're the F and G, you have no idea what's going on at the end, correct? You know, you're, you're, you're kind of, you walk in like, okay, stand in the circle. Okay, what's going on? And so people asked me to tell me about myself. And I talked about my kids and my work, um, things that I was passionate about. But there were a couple people in that, uh, at that beatdown, like DD and obviously Cyclone that knew me. And uh, so I brought up my uh, health challenges, you know, that I've, I've kind of gone through in life where um, 2014, I was diagnosed with end stage renal disease. Um, I went from not knowing I was sick to having a terminal disease in 24 hours. And uh, I was on dialysis for three years uh, in a clinic, sitting there for eight hours, three nights a week, uh, getting my blood cleaned, eventually got a transplant at the end of 2018. And um, I've also since then um, had two cancers and a stroke and also have what they call steroid induced diabetes because of the medicine I'm on. I have diabetes because of that. So um, that was an early, that was a diagnosis this January. Um, I was kind of fighting that, but after so many A1Cs come back high, they're like, I'm sorry, we got to call it. So that's one of the things I'm fighting against because uh, I've kind of, for a guy that has to take medicine to live, I'm very anti-medicine. So the less I can take, the happier I am. So as the, as the circle is going around, um, I believe, I believe it was a tall gentleman by the name of soap that said, boy, this guy's got like nine lives. And then I heard things like kitten and, and I'm, and I now in hindsight, I'm very glad I did not say anything when someone said kitten because I believe that may have stuck. And I, my mind's going, okay, how about a, a cool cat? Like, cause I don't know that the idea is to kind of, you know, it's not supposed to be a, a name of, uh, that you're greatly fond of, you know? <laughs> and uh, like, come on, how about lion, panther, something tough. And then it kind of went back and forth. Somebody popped out and said, you know, I kind of like nine lives. And another guy said that too. And I think uh, Cyclone kind of affirmed that and the group agreed with him and nine lives stuck. Well, that is absolutely one hell of a story that you've got to be able to have for yourself there and not a bad name to go with it. Yeah. And you had mentioned that your first beatdown was December 30th. Mm -hmm. The thing that starts on January 1st, two days after that first beatdown is something that we had already alluded to called MABA or Make mm -hmm. America Burpee Again. How is it that you went from all of your struggles with your health and everything that you had going on to coming into one of the toughest beatdowns that you've ever done probably and we've ever done as a region 
and then going straight into one of the toughest events that we put on as a region, a multi-day, entire month-long event called MABA, where it's 100 burpees a day every single day of the month. What was it like for you to go from where you were to dive straight into the deep end of what we were doing out there in St. Charles? Well, and I think I think this is Cowbell's curse from being my first cue because that guy got teamed up with me on the 1st of January in the rain, in the parking lot um, for that Saturday morning beatdown. My second ever uh, beatdown because we were partnered up. So I kind of have some other muscles. So I don't heal very well. So when I do hurt myself, it takes me longer to recover. So I, I've been dealing with this knee issue for a while. So when we had to run a lap while the other guy had to exercise, Cowbell definitely got his fair share of exercising. Uh, wow, that, that's pretty good payback for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. But, um, you know, what's funny is I, I said after I, I said, well, I today I did one more one more burpee than I did in all of 2021. So I had not done a burpee in 2021. So um, I set a goal. Um, they are my nemesis. My, my dream is to get good at them, but I set a goal of trying to accomplish a thousand. I, I didn't see 3,100 as realistic, at least for me. Um, and I ended with 1200. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I kind of jumped in with the Braveheart crew that decided we were going to do a hundred pushups, a Merkins, sorry, hundred Merkins <laughs> a day. And uh, I accomplished that. And I was, I, it was fun because I was kind of pushing some of the other guys. I said, you know, we can't stop at 2,800. We have to, you know, just because of the 28 day month, we have to get at least 3,000. So DD, he had one of the last uh, cues of the month and he made sure to get considerably more Merkins into that workout to help us all hit that goal of 3000. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, I was pretty excited that I had done that many, cause I can still remember a day, not that many years ago that I could not do a single push up. Um, you know, you know, after the transplant stuff, I was, I was down for a while. And, uh, actually there was times dialysis takes a lot out of you. So, um, I was always a walker. That's what I would do. I'd go out and walk and just walk as much as I could. The people in the hospital used to laugh at me because, I would do laps just to get to 10,000 steps and, but never the physical level we're doing here. I wasn't, I wasn't there at all. So. So, so you bring up a good point with the walking thing, because from what I remember of you uh, starting out, you very quickly latched on to the rucking culture that we have out here in F3 St. Charles, where it's pretty much any beat down you go to, you can find a pre-ruck. Do you feel that that was something for you having that, that option? Did you feel like that was something for you that would allowed you to kind of glide into the beatdowns and make you feel like a part of the group by being able to go out and kind of do something that, you know, you in the past had enjoyed and, and had kind of taken with as a glide path into something maybe that was a bit different? Well, so uh, I have, my business is called Move. And part of the reason we named our company Move, it had a lot to do with, um, we wanted that creativity of the single name thing. Like there's restaurants called Taste. You know, you know, it's an action verb of what you do. And, but at the same time, one thing I noticed is that's what I would say to everyone that I'd start to run into or that I was connected to on social media that was going through a terminal disease. I said, you've got to move. You got to keep moving. 
because being stagnant, sitting in that chair, it seems natural. You're sick. You know, you, you've read, you, you've been diagnosed with something. You go online and you say, here's the symptoms of that disease. Now you work hard to live up to the symptoms of that disease. So I challenge people, do not live up to what those symptoms say. Just because they say it doesn't mean you are it. You can be more than your disease. And so a lot of it was just telling them to move, just trying to get people to move. I'd go to the clinic. Um, I would go in there with energy and try to liven the place up, have fun with all the other people sitting in a chair doing something not so great for eight hours away from their families, away from their homes. And um, so that was the big thing was moving. So rucking to me was kind of a, the next level, adding the weight, doing that. Um, to me, it's also now that I know a little bit more and I finally finished the book Freed to Lead. So I understand the doggone lexicon or... <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like we speak a foreign language here. Right. right? Yeah, I'm getting okay. closer. But, you know, if you look at what the second F is, to me, the second F is, I think it, I think the biggest opportunity is rucking. Yeah. Um, we just, I just uh, uh, joined the crew out by the Citadel and Bums Hollow and did the ruck for the children with cancer, the nine mile ruck. If I was by myself, I would not have gone that far. Um, I was literally talking myself out of the distance prior to the ruck with another person, a guy named Backhand and I were both commiserating about our leg injuries <laughs> and, oh, let's go two miles out and come two miles back. Or we could stop at the restaurant, have a lovely omelet and Uber back to the <laughs> Citadel. So we, uh, what's amazing is we both made it the entire nine miles and, you know, you're, you're rucking, but you're, that mumble chatter's going on. And all of a sudden we look at our distance and we're four and a half miles in. All right, well, now we got to get to the restaurant, another mile or so. We're at the restaurant. Like, you know, we grab coffee, you know, the shin splints don't hurt. Well, let's keep going. So we just kept going until we completed the whole nine miles and, uh, and then did an hour beatdown after that, where the gentleman running the beatdown was not on the rock. So included lots of running in that beatdown. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's been known to spell a secret or two, but we'll yeah. Yeah, that that man has definitely been a bit of bit of thorn in my side on occasion more than once. Uh, a thorn yeah. in my shins, also, if you will. <laughs> but, you know, I just want to I go back to that thing where um, the dynamic of the group pushes you, and not in like a screaming in your ear kind of way. Um, it even happened this morning. So I did that nine mile ruck on Saturday. Yesterday, I'm training for uh, basically a strongman competition. And, you know, I was struggling going up and down the hill with CFITS workout. And all of a sudden there's two guys on each side of me bear crawling with me, helping me get up that hill. Cause I would have got up and walked. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I would have walked. Those two guys kept me on the ground just be, and they didn't have to say anything. It was merely their <clears throat> presence uh, made me push my way up that hill. Beautiful. So, <laughs> Beautiful. so you, you just have story after story of about things that you're attempting to do, things that you've gone through in the past and things that you're currently going through, uh, even on a day-to-day -day basis here. You came in uh, right before MABA, did 1,200 more burpees than you did in all of the prior year, continued right. a monthly challenge that you pushed through to an even greater height than it needed to be at, just did a nine-mile ruck with barely even thinking about it, and are continuing to push in, uh, in a lot of different ways that a lot of men have seen and consistently found you to be accelerating on. Another example of this is 
something that we have out here with our patch program is uh, some e extra achievements that can be done along with it. And you decided that we needed another one just earlier this month because you were already on pace to do exactly what you wanted it to be. And you wanted to have something cool come along with it and hit every AO within the month that currently existed and got yourself that much more uh, success and push and camaraderie with all the men that you stand beside and work next to and work next to you. With all of these things in mind, you have been given uh, what is called affectionately in the St. Charles region, the man on fire distinction within our region presently. Can you tell us about what the man on fire is and what it personally means to you? Well, you know, it's funny because I saw it given to Soap, but I wasn't at that particular day, but I remember Soap commenting on it and uh, getting it. Um, and we were so it, it was really cool because I, I did my first uh, I did a VQ with um, hot potato and uh, he kind of let me run the whole thing. He had come to my office and I had created I didn't know I had created it, but I had created what we call an AMRAP. Um, he says, that's what you've created. I'm like, okay, because I hadn't read the lexicon yet, but that's what I did. And uh, so we did that. And um, what was really cool is the guys from Brave Car Braveheart clown card over. So there were four or five of them that showed up at that beatdown. And then when I did my first solo um, cue, which I called the backblast, because um, I thought it looked funny when we posted pre-blast, backblast, and then backblast, backblast, but um, they, they again, clown cards. So I was, it just, it, it was really cool that they came over uh, to support and did not see that coming, uh, that Soap was going to uh, present me uh, with the man on fire. Um, it, it's um, some of these things, um, and, and I think it was interesting because I had gone to Troy for their opening um, battlegrounds for their opening thing. And I was rucking with, I don't know if it was flood or one of the other guys, but somebody asked if I was a fire starter. And I said, well, I don't know what that means. Um, I've, I've never heard that term before. What does that mean? He goes, well, it's just kind of a guy that, you know, has a lot of energy. He likes to kind of push other people, help them along and, you know, go to the other queues and support them and there are other, other locations. I said, okay, well, yeah, I, I just, I think it's, it, to me, it seems like a thing I should do. When we started the pony show, I was there for the first one and wanted to support that. And I'll be at the first civic park one uh, because I, I understand that that good showing in the beginning shows support for that new location. And that the leader of those, you know, the two or, th you know, three or four, um, you know, packs that are leading that one, it's kind of good to kind of show that support and it makes for a good picture too. So as they try to market, you know, the more people, the merrier, right? <laughs> hey, hey, amen to that brother. And here, uh, Ron, the F3 Gateway podcast. Uh, my name is Brick. We've got Kramer. We're talking to Nine Lives here today. Um, nine Lives. We've, we've covered a ton of ground and, and unfortunately we have so much more to cover, but um, sure. we're told by the powers that be, the shadowy podcasting figures that we have to keep these to a certain time distance. So what I wanted to do was kind of head for home okay. um, and real quick anyways, and Kramer chime in if you got anything else as well too, but you're the man on fire now. You're talking about uh, in our region, we have a team called the fire starters team and they go around and just like you mentioned, high energy, very friendly. They help set the culture at different AOs and across the region really. As you continue on in your F3 journey, now let's call it coming up on three months in 
Mm -hmm. As you look at now, we call it looking out over the next 43 feet. What is on the horizon? What are some of the things both personally and in F3 that you're looking to accomplish here over the next couple of months? Well, personally, and the reason the timing was perfect is I started 75 hard on January 1st. And one of their rules is an outdoor workout every day. So it completely varies up. So I got that. Um, the reason I set 75 hard is I've um, challenged myself. Uh, there is such things called the transplant game. So they actually have like an Olympics for people that have had transplants. They have a separate division for donors, um, but it's a big deal. It's, uh, it's in San Diego this year. It's at the uh, very beginning of August. And um, it's a really cool emotional event where you're surrounded by a lot of people that have gone through similar experiences with transplant. But for me and, and kind of how I raised my sons was we'd always have that, you know, bring home the hardware. That's kind mm -hmm. of a, a saying in our family, bring home the hardware. And uh, so my boys aren't letting me out of it either. And uh, I'm going to win stuff. I want to represent St. Louis and I want to win shot put and I want to win a few other events. And uh, so that's what I've been training for. So I've really been trying to push myself to be in the condition I was back when I was a younger man, you know, in college and things like that, and uh, uh, be strong enough. I, I am also competing the first week of April in the Highland Games in San Antonio, which is uh, eight events. You've probably seen it before where it looks like guys flipping a telephone pole. We call it a caver, a uh, caver toss. So I'll be doing the eight different events and it's throwing heavy stuff as far as you can, basically. And uh, I've done it a couple of times before and really enjoy it. I do wear a kilt. I am working on <laughs> <laughs> I am working on very much creating, and a couple of guys have been encouraging me to create a Scottish games-like beatdown. And uh, I've actually started collecting some lumber out of the woods when I was going through. So Could not support that idea more. <laughs> no, no, no. no. There, there's one element that I, I, I we're going to need to stop right away. We've already had too many men show up in too short of jogging shorts, <laughs> and it's barely springtime. I don't know if you make a kilt requirement, if I can promise I will be there for fear of <laughs> seeing something that I don't want to. I know where you're going. They do require at the games that we wear something under the kilt. We are not allowed <laughs> to go commando under the kilt. No, we are. <laughs> Taking the fun out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, but those are some of the things in, in F3. Um, I obviously, I think I can bring the right combination of creativity and hard <laughs> to create good beatdowns, and uh, so I, I want to. I'm, I'm trying to use all my creative ideas to come up with some fun ones. I've, I've, I, the best thing I did by going to ten different AOs in the first two weeks of this month was to see a lot of different mm -hmm. beatdowns, and I got a lot of neat ideas and a couple adjustments here and there of things that I would like to do. So I think, uh, I think that's been been pretty good. So. Um, that was one of the things, but, uh, just continuing, um, for me, um, I am actually working in recover days, um, because I want to not have to modify as much as I have sometimes. And I want to be able to like fully do, uh, and keep up all the time. Like there's sometimes when I feel like I'm dragging a little bit and I, I don't want to be that. I don't want, I don't, I know it's about pick up the six. I just don't enjoy being the six. I want to be the guy that's picking up the six, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah, that everyone is there at some point or another. Everyone always wants to be there for the guy when it's not their turn to be the six. So we absolutely understand that mentality. Right. Yeah. Well, nine lives. Uh, again, we could we could sit here and talk all day long about how awesome you are uh, from us to you. 
thanks for being the, the light that you are. Thanks for being the fire that you are. Um, thank you so much for your spirit, more than anything, being out there with us and enjoying stuff. Uh, appreciate your time here today. Uh, Kramer, we got to go here pretty quick. Uh, can you hit on some of the big ticket items that are going to be going on in F3 St. Charles between now and probably, let's say, the end of May? So three pretty big events happening within F3 St. Charles and F3 St. Louis as a whole that we should definitely be touching on so everyone is well aware of them. First thing that is going to be happening that is really big is a tri-region 24-hour beatdown. St. Charles will be hosting. St. Louis will be hosting. Jeffco will be hosting. Everybody will have all those opportunities to get out and accelerate with men throughout the entirety of a day, bring out FNGs, bring back cotters, and get a huge opportunity to accelerate. That is going to be happening across all regions on April 22nd through the 23rd. So everyone, make sure you're marking your calendars and looking out for information on that from your local SLT. Another thing that we've got going on for those who are signed up for it, there's going to be a Tough mutter happening in St. Louis, technically in Wright City, but you know, semantics. On April 30th, <laughs> several packs are signed up across the multiple regions. I myself am, as well as Nine Lives and several others that I'm sure you all are very familiar with. So don't hesitate to, if their slot's still open, trying to get yourself signed up and go get dirty with everybody else when it's slightly <laughs> less gloomy outside. And then another big event that we have coming that is not inside the St. Louis region, but very much one that you should want to take part in is the Northwest Arkansas GTE. This Rowruck training event is very much one of the best things that you can do for yourself as an individual and for yourself as an accelerating him within your region. You want to be looking out for these events. You want to be getting with people who have done these events to try and understand what they're all about and how absolutely impactful that they can be within your own personal acceleration. A way that it has been put very often by my co-host here, Brick, is you do your first grow ruck for yourself. And that's not a bad thing, seeing that you can do those really hard things overnight with lots to wait and just go through that absolute suck fest that GTEs can be. Several of us did them last year in St. Louis or in other locations. And so that means that there's a lot of hymns who have done their first one, as well as several who have not. With this opportunity for another one coming up, this is going to be the weekend of May 13th down in Northwest Arkansas. This is your opportunity to do one, not for yourself, but for the men to your left and to your right and bringing new men down to this experience with you having them suffer alongside you and helping pull them through so that way they can be that hen next time round. This is one of the best events that you can do. I have done four of them myself. I plan on doing a fifth. I plan on doing more beyond that of these events because I want to be there to see all of these men around alongside me succeeding. And I highly encourage you to get on board and try to do the same thing. Hi. Thank you very much, Sheriff Kramer. So just to recap real quick, coming up on the old calendar, check out F3 St. Charles, F3 St. Louis.com's uh, 
plural, dot coms. Each one is a dot com. Uh, but check those websites out. We have 24 hour coming up here, April 22nd through the 23rd. We've got Tough Mudder coming up the last weekend in April. We're going to take a weekend off right there in between because it's Mother's Day. And then right after that, there'll be some clown car opportunities from this region as well as others in the super region to get on down and see our boys in the Northwest Arkansas region listening to Rapido on the Stuff Worth Trying podcast. He mentioned a few studly hymns made their way north from Fayetteville last year, Kramer and Nine Lives, to our GTE event in St. Louis. They drove back and the four of them together reached out to the nation and said, hey, we need one of these because of what it would do for us and what it would do for our hymns. So to put a button on, or excuse me, not a button, put a bow on this because buttons are boring. To put a bow on this, we want to thank Nine Lives for joining us here once again on the F3 Gateway podcast. He is Nine Lives. He is Kramer. My name is Brick. Thank you all very much and see you in the gloom.